You're now tuned in to the motherfucking greatest. Politics. The premier podcast for the intersection of pop culture and politics. I'm your information trafficker, Gajid the Connect. Today, I'm going to plug y'all into the center here, and it's actually ongoing. Try something different. It's almost like some live tweeting shit, because I can't fucking believe they got Josh Hawley asking questions like he didn't help incite an insurrection. And and, and, and Ted Cruz is up here while they testifying, playing with his fucking phone. Republicans are using this Senate hearing to either talk about Black Lives Matter protests or propaganda that says Antifa possibly started the violence. Um, let me just ask you this, Mr. Sun. On, on Monday, January the 4th, you testified that you approached House and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms to request the assistance of the National Guard, and Mr. Irving stated that he was concerned about the optics of having the Guard deployed. Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? That, that is correct, sir. On the on the 4th, it actually um, wasn't a phone call. It was an in-person visit over to his office uh, where I went in and requested uh, the National Guard. And, Mr. Irving, could you just clarify, when you when you use the, the term optics or, and... Maybe your recollection is you didn't, so maybe you could speak to that. Did you talk about being concerned about the optics of the National Guard? And then could you just elaborate on what you meant by that? Again, this is Monday, January the 4th now. Yeah, on Monday, January the 4th, Senator, safety was always the deciding factor in making security plans. The person and the issue, the the issue on the table the was whether the intelligence warranted troops at the Capitol. Been and fired conversation for his incompetence. Not, so the fact that Josh Hawley is going on and on about such an insignificant, minute point the National Guard. And then is the epitome Stanger, the three of, us of the, specific issue as the academic elitism the that people like the Rush Limbaugh and the answer was no. And, and, and the country-ass Kennedy motherfucker uh, always talking about. Recommendation to have them on standby. And my recollection was Mr. Sun was very satisfied with that. In fact, he briefed the following day that he was satisfied, and I heard no uh, uh, concern uh, any time thereafter. Were you concerned, this, this use of the word optics, the appearance, what it would look like to have the guard, this is what Mr. Sun has testified was a concern on January 4th, that there was a reluctance to, to request assistance because of the appearance. Uh, was there something that you were? What's the appearance that that you were concerned about, Mr. Irving? If if indeed you were, were you concerned that having the guard present would would look like it was too militarized? Were you concerned about the criticism of the guard being deployed in Washington during rioting earlier this summer, the summer of 2020? Would just just give us some insight into your, your thinking there, as you recall it. The right to Senator, ask questions. He helped incite the insurrection in the first place. Safety and security. The the. Any reference would have been related to appropriate use of force, display of force, and ultimately the question on the table when we look at any security asset is, does the intelligence warrant it? Is the security plan matched with the intelligence? And again, the collective answer was yes. Mr. Chairman, can I just ask one one final uh, question? Uh, yes. um, thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Um, uh, Speaker Pelosi has asked retired Lieutenant General Russell Honore to lead an immediate review of Capitol security in light of the attack. 
uh, the general has said that the leadership of the Capitol Police, that'd be you, Mr. Sund, and both of you, gentlemen, the House and Senate sergeants at arms, he's criticized you for, and I'm quoting now, the appearance of complicity during the attack, and also said that you were potentially undertook complicit actions. Those are his words during the attack. Mr. Sund, were you complicit in this attack on January 6th? Absolutely not, sir. I've heard those comments as well, and I think it's disrespectful to myself and to the and members he has of the resigned uh, as well. Police Department. He no Mr. Singer, were position. you complicit in the attacks on January 6th? Mr. Singer, oh. were you complicit in the attacks on January 6th? Mr. Irving, were you complicit in the attacks on January 6th? Absolutely not, Senator. Yeah, I, 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 of course none resigned. of you were. There's absolutely no evidence to that effect. And Mr. Sun, I think your comments are appropriately taken to allege that you, any of you, were complicit in this violent mob attack on this building, I think is not only extremely disrespectful, uh, it's, it's really quite shocking, and this person has no business leading any security review related to the events of January 6th. Thank you for your indulgence, uh, Madam Chair. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, next, a member, a new member of both Republicans uh, always try to uh, find Senator a way Padilla. to... They always thank try to find Chair, a way to get them uh, some, some talking points on Fox there's News. There's been a lot of to questions. To get them some on, like, the uh, five or I understand there's uh, been a lot of questions already about... This hearing started... What was known... The first uh, witness of the day was shared, uh, uh, Capitol Police Captain Carnesia Mendoza. She's currently a field commander um, in the Special Operations Division. She assumed command and returned uh, during the Capitol riots. And then after I that, imagine, it was Robert J. Conti, uh, like the acting chief of Metro Police. Most, he gave it open not all of the Let's House go. impeachment managers' presentations before the United States Senate as they sort of laid out the case set the impeachment question aside, we know how that was resolved. But in terms of how January 6th didn't just happen, but the lead up to January 6th, uh, is there anything from that presentation uh, that you would disagree with? So to just make sure I understand, the video I watched and all the information, the, the video that was portrayed is all accurate uh, video. As far as the you know any of the other uh, commentary associated with the video, uh, I can't say I watched every single bit of it, uh, but I can tell you the video. Uh, a lot of that video was video from the United States Capitol Police, and it was all accurate. Okay, thank you, Mr. Stanger, Mr. Irving. Same question. Uh, yeah, uh, the video I saw certainly reflected what I could see from my window on the day of uh, January sixth. And from my perspective, Senator, I have not diagnosed the uh, why the attack occurred at the time. We left all information um, to the intelligence agencies that we had at the time. And I would say now to leave it to the after action investigations to make determinations. Okay. Uh, question for uh, Chief Sun specifically. Now, there is an intelligence division within the department, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, and now, having read your letter uh, to Speaker Pelosi, you make reference to events on both November 14th as well as December 12th uh, that uh, 
You had sort of comparable intelligence in terms of risk assessment, threat assessment, uh, and the events of November 14th and December 12th, not leading into anything near what uh, happened on January 6th. Is that my correct interpretation of your letter? Yes, that is the correct interpretation of the letter. Both the assessments indicated that we were going to have uh, various militia groups um, and extremists uh, in attendance. Right. Uh, in addition to the fact that, uh, as uh, Chief Conti had uh, testified to earlier, uh, weapons were recovered uh, during both those events. Okay. And so, so that means this is not even uh, the first the time they mentioned they were aware of the violent the extremist that were going since to be comparable assessment, comparable intelligence, roughly. Uh, you therefore proceeded with comparable preparation and posture. Yeah, that is that is absolutely correct. We proceeded with the posture of seeing it could have uh, instances of violence. We knew it was going to be focused on uh, the Capitol. We knew that there was going to be members of Proud Boy, Antifa uh, participating. And like I'd said before, not Capitol Police, not Metropolitan Police, not any of our federal agencies had any information we were going to be facing an armed insurrection of thousands of people. Now, if we take... Uh our experience with uh, terrorism Armed insurrections of thousands of people. Uh, and look at I case think studies. that might be why uh, this ain't on Fox Live. have been prevented and those that were successfully executed against United States. Is it plausible, and I know Cruz hindsight's 2020, or is it plausible that the November 14th, December 12th incidents may well have been trial runs? The very extremist organizations you've referenced uh, involved with the organizing and participation of November 14th, December 12th, to gain counterintelligence on how you and your partner agencies would be planning and preparing for such incidents. Well, as you rightly point out, when you look at some of the uh, uh, terrorist attacks that have occurred, there has been uh, pre-planning, there has been pre-surveillance, uh, pre-collection of intelligence on the security features. Uh, I don't know if the uh, November and December were two instances of that, but I would suspect with the fact that we're finding this was a coordinated attack, I wouldn't doubt there was um, pre-surveillance. So we don't know they were, we don't know they weren't. That's my Correct. Point. Uh, and I know the intelligence folks will be here at a subsequent hearing, but we're, we're all in this together in your letter and your uh, testimony earlier today. You uh, bluntly say the intelligence community missed this. That is correct, sir. That's the way I feel. Now, who was commander-in-chief on December 6th? When you say commander-in-chief? Who was the president Finger of the United States? Uh, Donald Trump, sir. Overseeing the, the intelligence community that missed this. Repeat your answer. For the, the entire 18 repeat agencies that represent the intelligence repeat, community, repeat, repeat yes, their answer. he would be commander-in-chief. And who was that again? Uh, President Donald Trump. Okay. Um, let me ask a couple questions on a different topic. Um, I think it's uh, obvious to many across the country. I was one of three senators who was not in chambers on January 6th. I had... Uh, you know, the, the benefit, if you will, of watching the events occur in real time, both inside the Capitol and outside the Capitol on television. One thing that was not lost on me and many people that I've talked to is uh, the difference in both police presence and response on January 6th compared to um, events from last summer, 
when peaceful protesters were demonstrating in the nation's capital in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Uh, last summer, they were met with significant force. This, this, uh, a couple the, of data points to date some 250 individuals who were involved in the capital insurrection of January 6th have been arrested. Because Fox News don't More fuck their heads be arrested in the coming weeks and months, but only a small number, about 52 of these individuals were arrested by on inundating January 6th. them with fucking... By contrast, during the largely peaceful protests lo- looting porn. of last summer, 427 people were arrested. On January, excuse me, on June 1st alone, 289 people were arrested. Similarly, some 300 protesters were arrested during uh, the Kavanaugh hearings in 2018. So, uh, question, Mr. Sun, how, can you tell us exactly how the Capitol Police preparations for January 6th differed from preparations for the protests from last summer? And if you can specifically address if they were the same or yeah, we different use of Ford guidelines in place on January 6th compared to the protests of last summer or any criteria for making arrests on January 6th versus the protests from last summer. Okay, and if you could do that in about a minute. Uh, 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 yes, ma'am. I will, thank you, uh, Senator. I will do that very concisely. Okay. So I want to look at it from planning and preparations. We plan for every demonstration the exact same way. Doesn't matter the the message of the uh, the person. Doesn't matter the demographics of the grievance involved in the demonstration. We do it the exact same way. We develop our information. We develop our intel, and we base a response plan on that. So let's transition to preparations. I, I will tell you, we handled 15 um, um, major demonstrations involving Black Lives Matters groups. You know, following the the death of George Floyd over the summer, we had a total of six arrests. Six arrests. Right now I'm in my own no head. Like, how are they going to try to flip and bounce this on fire? No use of lethal force capabilities. How is right-wing media going to try to uh, turn events, this around? The, everything that we put into place for January 6th far exceeded any planning that we did for any events in, 20, in, in 2020. With the full activation of the department, the size of the perimeter that we expanded, the deployment of additional um, protective equipment, the deployment of uh, uh, less lethal and the application of less lethal, uh, with far exceeded anything, uh, any other event that I can recollect on the nation's capital. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. We thank you. prepared much more. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go and thank you, Senator Padilla. We're going to go to Senator Haggerty and then to Senator King, who's been very patient and been on with us online uh, quite a while. Senator Haggerty. Thank you, Chairman Klobuchar. Um, thank you very much for, for uh, having us here today and for holding this hearing. I want to begin by thanking all the law enforcement officers that are represented here today. You and your families, thank you for your sacrifice. And certainly my heart goes out to those families and their loved ones who lost their lives uh, in, in this. In the, spring of, uh, in the spring and summer of 2020, many people criticized the use of the National Guard to help restore order in Washington following some, some of the worst rioting in decades. Mayor Bowser said that the Guard presence was, and I quote, unnecessary and maybe counterproductive. And a D.C. National Guard leader even had to tell his troops, I quote again, some of the D.C. public does not agree with our mission and may have nefarious intention toward our service members. And according to a January 5th Washington Post report, top Pentagon officials emphasized that on January 6th, the Guard would have a, quote, far more muted presence than in June, saying that, quote, we've learned our lessons and will be absolutely nowhere near the Capitol building. Mr. Sund has stated that despite attempting to attain 
National Guard support on Capitol Hill on January 6th, he was unable to get approvals for such support. And several people today have referred to concerns over the optics of January the 6th. So my first question is directed to Mr. Sun. Do you think that the backlash against the use of National Guard troops to restore order back in the summertime led to reluctance in advance of January 6th to utilize Guard troops to protect the Capitol? Uh, sir, I, I cannot uh, really testify to what the inner working was or inner working decisions uh, over at the Pentagon regarding either the decisions from the over the summer or the memo that was put out by the Secretary of the Army on uh, the 4th. Uh, however, I was uh, very surprised at the amount of time and the pushback I was receiving uh, when I was making an urgent request for their assistance. That's regrettable. Uh, I'd also like to uh, follow up on a, a line of questioning that Senator Hawley brought up. It's a lot of passing. Uh, Speaker Pelosi indicated that she intends to establish a commission to examine the events of January 6th. Of course, that's why we're here today, examining those issues. And Speaker Pelosi's also appointed a retired Army Lieutenant General. Russ or Henry, who is going to lead the investigation of what happened. But days after the attack, General Honoré said, I think once all this gets uncovered, again, I'm quoting him, it was complicit actions by Capitol Police. Before he added that you, Mr. Sund, were, quote, complicit along with the sergeant at arms in the House Why and Senate. Why keep playing? What the, like, we already heard y'all try to is, this any of you believe that comments like these by Mr. Honoré suggest that he is someone who is well-suited to conduct a serious an unbiased review of the events of January 6th. So, please explain. I'll go ahead and uh, start with that response. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, I found the, the comments that he made regarding myself and also the Capitol Police officers uh, highly disrespectful to the hard but he has men of that police department. And 35 and Capitol Police uh, I are in, and I look under investigation to an for their involvement agency in, move our in the insurrection on January 6th. So what the fuck? Unbiased fashion. I couldn't agree more, Mr. Sun. In, 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 any other responses? Uh, I, I would disagree with uh, the general's... Uh, uh, what he said, I, I don't believe that's true. Is anybody surprised that, that none of these men are taking responsibility much, uh, for their inaction leading to and, uh, what occurred on January 6th? Something like that is just uh, not uh, in good taste. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine uh, that being said myself, implying that you all were complicit in this. But I thank you for, for your answer and for your service. I yield back, Mr. Chairman. Madam Chairman. Uh, thank the you. The same Republican Party that uh, next <clears throat> wouldn't convict Trump for inciting the insurrection can't believe that the cops that are involved um, in allowing the insurrection would not take okay. responsibility. Thank you, Madam Chair. And I, I want to thank the witnesses uh, first for their uh, patience this morning and their thoroughgoing answers. This has been a long hearing and and uh, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that uh, although you all are no longer, uh, other than the, the chief in Washington, no longer in your positions, uh, you've come forward to, to give us the benefit of, of your observations. It seems to me one of the clear, uh, and there's no, I'm not going to plow this ground again, but one of the clear uh, uh, pieces of information we've learned today is, a, is an intelligence failure. Not necessarily a failure of intelligence, but a failure to communicate intelligence. And uh, I think that's something uh, that we all need to, to think about. And you can be very helpful to us in, uh, in, in suggesting what should be the, 
the chain of communication in terms of of, uh, of intelligence. You can't adequately prepare if you don't have the information. Uh, and it clearly uh, seems to me there were some failures. Uh, Chief Sund, I have a, a, a specific question for you, and it's more forward-looking, and I, and I, but I'd appreciate your insights. The question is, how do we protect the Capitol from either a, an angry mob or probably more likely uh, one or two or three uh, malignant uh, uh, actors without turning it into a fortress? How do we allow the American people to go in the rotunda to tour the Capitol, to picnic on the grounds, to uh, play with their uh, kids? Uh, that, it seems to me that going forward, that's really one of the challenges. We want security, but we don't. I, I, I would hate to see the U.S. Capitol turned into a fortress. Your thoughts, Mr. Sund? I think you need your um, mic on there. Thank you. There you go, ma'am. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll go back to your original comment with the with the intelligence and the in the communications. I think we have the process in place for when we have credible intelligence, especially high level credible intelligence, to quickly get to where it needs to be. I think my big concern is you know on the on the collection on how wide we're casting the net to collect uh, to collect our intelligence that would have revealed this was coming uh and we were facing this type of mass insurrection uh, I, I definitely want to say the capitol police is well versed well trained on handling what you're talking about a, a mumbai style attack uh, a couple of uh you know um uh, attackers armed um active shooter events, things like that. Those are the type of events that we are ready for. It is the thousands of people that are storming the Capitol that creates a, a big issue with us. So when you talk about you know, physical security, and I'd mentioned in, in, one of, in my opening statement and one of the initial questions, I think there are options for maintaining a, uh, an open environment, an open campus type of environment, while putting some substantial uh, physical security uh, measures in place, both for the building, the skin of the building, as well as uh, farther out. You know, time and distance is our best friend, uh, and the most important thing is to, you know, provide some kind of protection farther out so the officers have more, uh, m you know, more time to deal with it. But that's something that I think should be discussed uh, in a closed or classified session. I, I, I understand, but uh, and I hope that, that that is a discussion, Madam Chair, that we can have. I think that's a, a very important uh, uh, because we, we just, uh, as I say, we, we don't want the United States Capitol to be uh, so protected that it's inaccessible to the American people. Uh, on, amplify on your on your intelligence. It seems to intelligence answer. It seems to be you're saying we it's communicated adequately. But we didn't have the collection that we needed. For example, the the Norfolk, Virginia letter. Uh, is it how how does it get filtered, and where does it get filtered? Uh, again, the the North, Norfolk uh, the Norfolk Field Office letter. That's something something to consider because even the on the fifth at noon on the fifth, I held a. Um, joint conference call with the members of the so board, explain, uh, my executive uh, team, uh, a, a dozen of the top law enforcement and military officials from Washington, D.C., where we discussed the upcoming events on the 6th, the upcoming events on the uh, for the inauguration, any kind of threats, any kind of issues we may have. And even though I had, you know, we had the director of the field office the uh, for the uh, Washington field office of the FBI, so was nothing was mentioned about it. Twitter, uh, so I think my big, uh, big point is... I think we need but to look for out. Some there reason, the Capitol Police significant had no evidence knowledge. coming out that the insurrection that occurred on the 6th was planned, 
coordinated well in advance, coordinated almost to the point where you're looking between number of states where you're, you're having events coordinated. And it's that detection that I think would have been key to putting the uh, effective security in place for, the, for this event. Finally, when we're when we're talking about uh, providing this this level of security, do you is there a playbook? Is there a, uh, uh, a, a, a contingency plan that's literally sitting on a shelf somewhere that says uh, demonstrations around the Capitol? Here's what you do. It, I mean, some of the timing things, for example, the deployment of the National Guard might have been faster had there been a pre determined uh, set of phone numbers, actions, steps uh, to be taken. Does that exist? And if not, should it exist? To the level where you're including the National Guard, there is a process where we handle uh, special events and demonstrations. Uh, but I, I tend to agree that we need to streamline the process that we request the National Guard in the future. And, and yeah, because clearly there was a important, there was a delay there that was an important part of the uh, important part of the, the, the response at the time. Uh, Madam Chair, I, again, I want to thank these witnesses. I think they've really made a contribution, uh, and uh, they made a contribution when they were uh, serving in their uh, respective positions. Uh, thank you. I yield back. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Uh, Senator Sinema is uh, recognized uh, for her questions. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, my first question is for Chief Conti. What coordinating actions were taken in the weeks leading up to January 6th to share intel across federal and local law enforcement? And what security planning took place and with which agencies? Thank you for that question. So there were a, a series of several meetings uh, that took place uh, leading up uh, to the events of January 6th. There were the weekly uh, law enforcement uh, partners called uh, that take place where our federal partners are part of that. Uh, there's the First Amendment uh, coordinating calls that took place, uh, at least two of those, uh, prior to this event. There's a National uh, Park Service uh, permit call that also took place uh, prior to this event. And as Chief Sun uh, mentioned, uh, several calls involving several of the law enforcement uh, ent entities uh, leading up to uh, the events of January uh, the sixth. Uh, so there are a significant amount of, of phone calls or virtual uh, meetings uh, that took place uh, leading up to January the sixth. Uh, thank you. And could you talk a little bit about what you see as the mistakes that were made or the holes um, that didn't help connect all those dots in those meetings and coordinating prior to January sixth? So I, I think the, the major uh, issue, at least from my uh, perspective, uh, I think that uh, in terms of the, the, the uh, sharing of information, how it's shared, I think that that, uh, that is where the focus uh, should be. Again, we're, yeah, we're about to turn that up on this. Uh, a report we'll that came back from in, the um, office uh, on the day before. I'm going to keep you up there. Proper text. The Premier Podcast for the uh, intersection of pop culture and politics. You know, as the chief of police for the Metropolitan Police Department,